Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today we will be talking about the Civil War and breaking down one of its participants, Alexander Hugh Holmes Stewart. United States Civil War, 1861-1865. Massively destructive. There were an estimated 1.5 million casualties reported during the Civil War. Scarcely half the insurgent armies in battle array today. There were small amounts of troops left to fight in Gettysburg in 1863, two years before the war came to a close. The rebel columns reeled back upon their mountain base defeated, routed, decimated, without harder hope. declaration of radical views, especially upon slavery, will rapidly disintegrate our present armies. The policy of the government must be supported by concentration of military power. In other words, we have often applied an if you are not with us, you are against us. Us as humans, many, many years later, were already aware of results of the war, but this ideal was key in tearing the nation apart. After a few days, I discovered with sincere regret that I could not honestly declare myself in harmony with the other members. This is big, stated by Reuben Davis in 1862. It seems his ideals have seemed to waver from his comrades. There was a radical difference in our views upon the questions and measures of the war, he also states. The person I am studying for ran for Congress but could not take the oath of allegiance. He was a member from the former Confederate state, president of the Conservative Party's founding convention, and had begun advocating for black men to be enfranchised without disenfranchising former Confederates. He enabled the restoration of Virginia to the Union while seeking the new movement. This man was Alexander Hugh Holmes Stewart, prominent Virginia lawyer and prominent American political figure. The fight for America. I believe the majority will be breaking down the North, so I'll go with the South. I'm also very curious to listen to their conclusions and thoughts, how they perceive race. The family I'll consider is the Stewart family. Alexander H. H. Stewart had the most letters throughout the war. I ponder what he composed around. He was also part of the Committee of Nine. I truly wonder what he preached. What had shocked me the most were the amount of informal letters that he had sent. The only that he had sent were to his cousin, Ellen Stewart. Alexander was a lawmaker, but the need for data compared to other families has me slanted to switch my family and start over from scratch. In Mexico, you could be free. Didn't care what color you was. The appendix also offers more to quote. 
Sean Kelly's Mexico in his head reveals a very big reason as to why Americans travel to Mexico. But, sir, therefore should be divided and slavery allowed to take a share. Sir, the South has her share already. The installment for slavery was paid in advance. What does this all mean? So what does this all mean? The integrity of the South's reasoning for war is flawed. If they have their share over the installment of slavery, if they have their share over the installment of slavery, in my opinion, America was just struggling to keep its image. We were afraid of change, especially since our ways were reaping results economically. There was so much conflict that Texas was annexed to the United States. The United States having trampled on the principles which served as a basis to the treaties of friendship. Proposed to end the rule forbidding petitions against slavery. Stewart supported the new movement seeking to accept black suffrage to restore peace in Virginia. His comments showed up to be basic of Governor Wise. One time, Stewart even drove a mass assembly at the courthouse for the conservation of the Union within the show-disturbing condition of the nation. However, Stewart would not acknowledge the utilization of constraining against withdrawn states a position that would in the long run, constrain him into war. Alexander Stewart had one cousin from Valley of the Shadow, the database used in this podcast, Ellen Stewart. Francis Peyton Smart, his spouse, and very numerous companions. Mr. Peace, John Brooks, Mr. Tate, John Watt, and Mr. Bell. Stewart seldom sent casual letters. As the majority were informal, I was able to discover that for his cousin, which makes sense. He was a lawmaker after all. Examining Legislative Issues and Subjugation Out of the families to choose from, Stewart himself had the foremost record sometime recently within the war, with 17 and 41 amid the war. Once again, he was a part of the Committee of Nine, and an accomplice, practicing law when he was much more youthful. He had voted against severance in 1861, and did not serve in government or the military amid the American Civil War, but made a difference to make the Conservative Party. He was born in Staunton on April 2nd, 1807. The cow right of nullification, nails the dagger home. The illustrious men who framed our Constitution were far but too wise and too patriotic to admit of the introduction of force. What does this quote mean? I personally believe this means that the Founding Fathers had not considered losing their nation due to force when creating it. The text also states, in constituting a federal system, they had to profound a knowledge of the human heart, too deep an insight into history, 
not to perceive that the introduction of force into such a system must necessarily lead to the military disposition. Being too oblivious to this resulted in the Jackson democracy and eventually the Civil War. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was actually my first podcast. Crazy, huh? This really took a long time to get all the information together. So I'm happy we had an entire semester to compile our information and our notes. If there are any questions, don't be afraid to shoot an email or a text and I will happily answer. Thank you once again.